We need to pray more. We need to give more careful thought to the content of our prayers. And we need to spend more time preparing our hearts and our tongues for prayer. It is with that in mind that I offer this book. End quote. That's Pastor John MacArthur from the preface of his book, A Year of Prayer. Hi, my name is Terence and I'm your host for Reading and Readers, a podcast where I review Christian books for you. Today, I review A Year of Prayer by John MacArthur, 258 pages, published by Harvest House Publishers in 2014. Price at $11.49 in Amazon Kindle and $14.99 at Faithlife. But for this month and this month only, this book is available for free. That's right, free from Faithlife. John MacArthur is the pastor for Grace Community Church. He is also the president of the Master's College and Seminary. He has written countless books and has preached verse by verse the entire New Testament over the course of 42 years. That's a lifetime achievement. Another fruit of his long labours is the MacArthur New Testament Commentary Set, a 33-volume commentary on the entire New Testament. With this set, you can know what MacArthur thinks of every verse in the New Testament. Now, telling you that, I want you to know that I am not a John MacArthur hater. You might think that after hearing what I think about his book today. Now, even when I disagree with MacArthur, I still value his opinions. After all, R.C. Sproul said of MacArthur that if you can show him that the Bible proves that he is wrong, MacArthur would unhesitatingly change his position. So I do admire the man, I do respect the man, even though I may have differences of opinion, but I have to say I don't like his book. Uh, today's book, A Year of Prayer, uh, and the only part I like in this book is the personal note written by his children. They reveal in these pages the warm relationship in the MacArthur family and their respect and devotion to their father and pastor. Let me quote what they wrote, okay, a section of it at length, because this will explain the genesis of uh, this book. I quote, A few years ago, a friend approached us and asked what we thought about our dad's prayers being transcribed and published so others could read them. We felt an immediate mix of emotions. We agreed these prayers should be put in print, and we had our children's children in mind here. But we hesitated because we suspected that our dad would resist. We knew his thoughts regarding the sacredness and propriety of a person's personal dialogue with the father. So we talked it over with him. As we anticipated, Dad pushed back, not enthusiastic about memorializing something so intimate. Respectfully, we asked him to pray about it and considered the loss for those who would never hear or read these prayers if they were not published. We encouraged him to allow his prayers to be available in print, not only for our own posterity, but as a legacy for those of his friends around the world who would be instructed and inspired by them. After some time, Dad finally agreed with one caveat. He asked that his children write this introductory note to the book and explain that it was our desire that he put his prayers in black and white. End quote. And after I finished reading this book, I conclude that MacArthur was probably right to be resistant. Uh, this book is not as helpful or insightful as his other books or sermons. Page after page, the prayers 
sound the same. Now, there is a thematic arrangement. We have a collection of prayers under the heading of prayers on worship and the attributes of God, prayers on joy and longing, and so on. There are other uh, headings in this book. But you see, if I tore out all these prayers and threw them up in the air and scattered them on the floor, it would be difficult for anyone to group them into those different themes because they all sound the same. The title of the book is A Year of Prayer and there are 52 prayers for the 52 weeks in the year plus the Easter and Christmas prayers, which makes this 54 prayers in total in this book. Now, the year in this book is not fixed to a calendar year, which means week 1 is not in January and week 52 is not in December. The good news then is you can begin this book from page 1 at any time of your life. The bad news is the prayers have become more generic because they are separated from the calendar. So, because these prayers do not coincide with any uh, time, week 52, for example, is not the Christmas season. So you would not read a prayer on the Advent or on Christmas or the Incarnation of Christ. Um, these prayers as a whole, or oh, 52 actually, because two of them are special, they are on Easter and Christmas, but otherwise the, the 52 prayers that correspond to 52 weeks of the year, they, are, they do not refer to any people, place or time. So that is a good and also a bad thing, which I'll explain later. I honestly had a hard time reading this book of collected prayers, so much so that I asked myself, is it because I don't like the genre? Maybe it's my problem. Maybe I just don't like reading prayers. I don't like reading a collection of prayers. But then I think back and I notice that I do get pulled into prayers when I read when I know the context. For example, in episode 11, in my review of The Young Christian, I shared a 200-year-old prayer of Christians who were facing death as their ship threatens to break up in a storm. And uh, I also love prayers in the Bible, and partially because of the context. Just to name some examples from David, uh, look at his prayer in 2 Samuel 7. After God promises him an everlasting Davidic kingdom, David prays, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me thus far? Or consider David's prayer in Psalm 51 after he committed adultery and murder. He says, Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. So I like prayers that have some context so I know the person, what they're going through, the situation, and then the prayers then sort of has a story, I suppose, behind it. Now, that story is absent in this, uh, in this book, A Year of Prayer by John MacArthur. Let me give an example. Okay, the first prayer is titled, Adoring Our Advocate. Okay, and like every chapter, like every prayer in this book, it begins first with a Bible verse, a complete printing of that Bible verses, actually. So it's a long passage. In this case, the first prayer is uh, preceded by 1 John 2, verse 1 to 9. Then after you read that, 
uh, which takes up actually the bulk of the book, honestly. Then MacArthur writes, okay, in the first chapter, then MacArthur writes, Our gracious God, we thank you for our heavenly advocate, Jesus Christ the righteous, whose death on the cross made propitiation for all our sins, perfectly satisfying every demand of your holy justice. It is He who brought us out of guilt and into forgiveness, out of darkness and into light, out of our rebellion and into your love, out of death and into life. He delivered us from this evil world into your glorious kingdom. How we praise you for the wonder of your love in Jesus Christ. We thank you for sending your Son, the incarnate one who was despised, rejected, beaten, mocked and crucified, all in order to atone for our sin. End quote. And what I just read is one-fifth of the entire prayer. And every prayer in this uh, book is Christ-centered, as you heard just now. Every prayer has within it a gospel message. We are sinners. Christ died for us. We could not save ourselves. And because Christ died for us, we now live for Him. And this is amazing grace. So there is a gospel message in every prayer. The prayers are also Bible-saturated. Uh, every prayer ends with a footnote of Bible verses reference in the prayer. And um, so in, in a way, in a real way, this book can be a really good book if you have only prayed or heard, God give me something prayers. Because that is not the type of prayers that John MacArthur is giving to you here. Instead, what we have is example after example of you read the scripture first and you see the truth in that scripture text and then you pray out of that scripture truth and that prayer that you pray is often an X prayer, X, A-C-T-S, where it stands for adoration, confession, thanksgiving and supplication. So there's a lot of adoration, a lot of confession, a lot of thanksgiving and supplication. Supplication is petitioning. It means to ask for something. And if you think it's asking for, you know, better car, better watch, better house, or whatever it is, um, MacArthur petitions, I quote, Lord Jesus, Master, Redeemer, Savior, take possession of every part of our lives, yours by right through purchase. Sanctify every faculty. Fill our hearts with hope. May we flee the many temptations that relentlessly hound us and mortify the sins that continually plague us. End quote. Uh, mortify the sins is something he uses, uh, he says often in this book. And you notice even earlier, there are fairly big words, propitiation, he mentions, faculty. So these are words that he doesn't explain uh, at all. It's basically words that a Bible reader, a Christian who who is uh, comfortable um, uh, with these uh, biblical words, uh, would understand the meaning. And when they pray, it is, uh, again, these are words that come from the Bible. So it's very Bible-saturated. It is uh, the, the nature of the prayer is not uh, man-centered. It's very much God-centered, okay? Looking towards God and then asking. Look at the petition. The petition is saying that uh, God, take us, okay? Sanctify us. Fill our hearts with hope. Help us flee temptations. And that is the nature for most of the book.
And uh, we don't have uh, petitions like uh, that are prayers for peace, for the church, for families, for guidance and protection. So they are, we don't have this type of themes, unlike the Book of Common Prayer, which uh, John MacArthur references in the preface. So these, are, these prayers are not really according to those themes. Uh, so nothing like specific individual type of uh, prayer requests. And uh, I, I know I make a big deal okay, about sounds the same and there's a lack of context, there's no story behind the prayers. Um, and so there's a sense that I am complaining. Okay? <laughs> and, but I want to point out, I want to point out that I am reading this book in the wrong way. Remember, what is the title of the book? A Year of Prayer. How is the book structured? The first chapter is week one, and it goes on for 52 weeks. Each week is a new prayer. Now, how did I read this book? I read the whole book in a few days. So I read it in a way that it was not meant to be read. So I imagine if you were to read it the way it was meant to be read, okay, once a week, Okay, so taking your medicine once a week rather than taking the whole bottle in one gulp, um, you would be getting a weekly reminder of scripture texts with scripture truths, praying from scripture truth, and your prayer would cover adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication using John MacArthur's words. Okay, he is a very trusted Bible teacher. So using his words, applying it into your own situation, time, and place. So in a way, it's like the Book of Common Prayer in the sense that you can mouth the words and have these prayers, up and have these prayers applied to your own situation. Okay? And knowing that these prayers are keyed to the gospel. So you're praying the gospel into your lives and actually not just you individually, but also the lives of the church. Okay? It's a very corporate prayer. The prayers in this book is for the many, for us, we, the people. It's not really for I, me, myself. So it's uh, very corporate. Now, so that's one way of, uh, of gaining from this, uh, from this book, which is you read it the way it was meant to be read. One chapter, one prayer a week. Another way that the, pray, that the book might be good is for anybody who loves or hates <laughs> John MacArthur. A man's prayers reveals much of the man. And John MacArthur's prayers, while it doesn't make for exciting reading, it does show consistency. It is consistent with his preaching and his prayer. As a man preaches, he prays. As I said earlier, if you have only prayed gimme, gimme, gimme prayers before, then this book will be a massive eye-opener for you because John MacArthur's prayers are an extension of his preaching. And his preaching is not gimme, gimme, gimme God. <laughs> all right, that's all this gimme, these things, oh God. So it's not that way. That is not John MacArthur's preaching. Because God has already given you the greatest gift of all. And since this is the Christmas season, uh, let me just remind you that Jesus is the reason for the season. And so John MacArthur's preaching and writing as you know, is marked by clarity and keeping very close to the text. Okay? That is what he is famous for. He is not famous 
on his ability to craft words to stir the heart. And I'm not saying here that people who craft words to stir the heart are trying to use words to manipulate you, whether emotionally or spiritually. For example, John Piper loves poetry. And he thinks about words, the words that he uses, in its precision, very precise, and also in how it sounds. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. There is a nice ring to it, isn't it? Whether or not you agree with his teachings, but he does think about how it's put together. That's John Piper. MacArthur, as far as I know, he is not known for that. He's known for clarity and straightforwardness. And that is basically what you get in this prayer book. Uh, I want to say that in the kindest terms that this book, A Year of Prayer by John MacArthur, it is helpful to know God, to pray to God, and to incidentally, in a very small way, uh, know MacArthur, okay? to get to know MacArthur, the man of God. But, but the book doesn't make good reading. If you are looking for a book of collected prayers, as a reader, okay, you are a reader, you're looking for such a book. As an appreciator, okay, as a person who appreciates good literature, you want to read prayers with a nice ring to it, okay, I recommend a different book. Piercing Heaven, Prayers of the Puritans, edited by Robert Elmer. 240 pages, published by Lexham Press in 2019. You can say that this is a best hits compilation of Puritan prayers. I haven't finished reading the book. I've only read the first 50 pages, but I have to tell you that I love it. Um, So this will not be a full review at all because I haven't finished reading the book. But what I read, the first 50 pages, is really good. Similar to MacArthur, there is no local context here. There is no story, so we don't know who these people are, what they're facing, and if, if, you, if I didn't tell you, you may not even realize that this was written by the Puritans hundreds of years ago. So the prayers here in this book, the Piercing Heaven, Prayers of the Puritans, can be said, can be mouthed at any time, at any place, by anyone. But there is a difference between MacArthur's collection of prayers and the Puritan's collection of prayers here. Let me read this portion uh, of this prayer I'm going to read. It's from David Clarkson. And as I read, uh, see whether you remember what I read about John MacArthur's prayer and see whether you can tell the difference between uh, his and Clarkson's. Okay, let me quote. Lord, I would be the most miserable person in the world if my hopes were only in this life. Why? Because I am hopeless without Christ's righteousness. My life could never be comfortable and there would be no hope at all of eternal life. If you denied me that hope, I would be the most miserable one of all. I may be happy without worldly enjoyments, but all things in the world cannot make me happy without this. So however you treat me in this world, whatever you deny me, Lord, deny me not this. I can be happy without riches and abundance like Job and Lazarus were. 
I can be happy even if I am reviled and reproached, as was Christ and his disciples. I can be happy and comfortable in prison, as were Paul and Silas. But I cannot be happy without the righteousness of Christ. End quote. So this is a prayer that reads almost like a sermon, a powerful sermon, isn't it? Well, like I said, it makes for good reading. And I'll give you another one, okay? And, and this time I'll give you a full one, okay? It's a full prayer. But you'll notice also that the prayers in this Puritan book is shorter. Anyway, uh, this one is from William Bridge. Let me quote. Lord, we know your words. The Lord God has given me a well-taught tongue so I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. I am one of those wearied souls, Lord. I am wearied with my temptations, wearied with inward trouble. So now, Lord, speak a word in due season to this poor, wounded, and wearied soul. Let me serve you, Lord. That is all my desire. Let me see you as you please, when you please. I am done, Lord. I am done. I have questioned and questioned my condition these many years, and I see that there is no end of such questioning. I get nothing by it. I am a poor, weak creature, and I fear I will never be able to bear testimony of the truth of Jesus Christ. But you have said, I will give power to my two witnesses. I am one of your witnesses. Now then, Lord, give power to me, for I am poor. I see the sinfulness of sin. So let me also see the graciousness of grace and the fullness of Christ. I come to you for righteousness because I see my sin is exceedingly sinful. O oh Lord, keep my soul in the ocean of your free love. Amen. End quote. So, again, you can hopefully see there is a difference between MacArthur and the Puritans here. So first, the Puritan collection is more personal. It uses I language. I am weak. MacArthur's prayers would only just put we are weak. So there is a different um, a way of, uh, of praying here. One represents the person and one represents the corporate, the, the, the group the church. Now, obviously, every Christian prays personal individual prayers, but MacArthur has deliberately chosen to only include corporate prayers in this book. And he explains it in the preface by saying that the Lord's Prayer would sound strange and self-centered if it read, my Father in heaven, rather than our Father in heaven. And so MacArthur has a different purpose for this book, uh, different from the Puritan collection that I just read. MacArthur writes, We who love the Lord can't help sensing that the most vital things we need to pray about go way beyond ourselves, our desires, or our own will. The Spirit within us compels us to lift up our brothers and sisters in Christ at the same time. This book is all about helping us as God's people to pray like that more than we actually do, end quote. So this direction by MacArthur explains why his prayers uh, does not soar to the heavens. Perhaps it would have a different or more personal effect if he changed the us and we to the I and me, 
Alright, so, but MacArthur would say you need to be more selfless. So that is the direction that he took and that actually does impact, I believe, uh, how we uh, immerse ourselves in the prayer here. Um, second, as you notice, is that the Puritan prayers collected here are shorter. For MacArthur's book, in 258 pages, we have 54 prayers. Like I told you, 52 weeks plus Christmas and Easter. On the other hand, for the Puritan book, you will read 50 prayers one-third of the way through the book. So these prayers don't intend to present the gospel. Okay, So you can hear this. Okay, For example, one prayer titled Strength to Stand Under Temptation by William Bridge goes like this. O Lord, I have no strength to stand against this great enemy. I confess it is my duty to resist this temptation, but it is your promise to support me under this temptation. Therefore, I put myself upon you. Amen. End quote. So you see over here, there is no Christ. You don't have adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication as a whole package. You don't have the gospel message. This guy is just saying that I have temptation. Lord, your promise is to support me in this temptation. I will throw myself at you. All right. So that is his prayer. And so uh, makes it for shorter uh, uh, and short and sweet prayers. And that uh, can make easier reading. And uh, third, uh, third th um, thing to note is that the Prudent Prayers uh, is a collection from various authors. And many of the names, like I just mentioned, uh, David Clarkson or William Bridge, are names that I actually don't recognize. And uh, that is my ignorance. <laughs> and so each of these uh, writers have their own writing styles. So again, it makes the prayers seem fresh, easier to read. And, and uh, they say almost the same things, but in their own different styles and ways. So that makes a more reader-friendly book. Okay, So... In conclusion, having compared uh, MacArthur's and this uh, Puritan collection, I want to tell you that there is a place for John MacArthur's Year of Prayer. Uh, there is a place for its corporate, Christ-centered, and Bible-saturated nature. It fully satisfies its starting goal, Okay, how it began, was that it be a legacy to the MacArthur family both family by blood and family by the Spirit. However, I warn you, it's not a book to be read in one sitting, which it's clearly stated that in the title and also in the way it's organized. The risk if you try to read it in one sitting is that the prayers become boring and that's not the intent. Um, and it's kind, it can become boring because there is no story behind, as I mentioned. Uh, and, uh, but you can overcome that if there was some writing flair, but MacArthur refuses to indulge the individual in this. And another way that it can be less boring is if the prayer itself, maybe if it was not read, but rather if it was prayed. So meaningfully prayed if, uh, in the presence of God and with the community in mind. And perhaps that would be the best way of reading this book. Reading it out loud, mindful of God and the family of God. 
So although I haven't finished reading Piercing Heaven, Prayers of the Puritans, edited by Robert Elmer, the first 50 pages tells me that I will definitely come back to this book, the same way one returns to a book of poetry, or as one returns to a book like the Psalms. So Piercing Heaven is another book for you to consider if you love um, good literature or you are looking for a book of collected prayers. This is a Reading and Readers Review of A Year of Prayer by John MacArthur. It's available for free from Faith Life for this month and this month only. The next episode will be published in two weeks, which will be after Christmas Day. And so I would like to take this time to wish all my listeners a blessed Christmas. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. Thank you very much for listening.